All right, how you guys doing? Uh, my name is John, and I am starting. Uh, decided to start a podcast. Uh, just just because I'm uh, trying to trying to get in touch with some other people out there that are, uh, you know, into into the word and and. They're not religious, but uh, they consider themselves uh, truth seekers, and um, you know believe that the word is the truth. Um, but but they they're seeking the the what it really says, not what this all these uh, false versions who uh, falsely appropriate the name Christ out here, uh, you know, claim it says. Um, so yeah, I figured. Uh, I figure for this first one, I'll start out by just kind of uh, giving a little small introduction, um, to, you know, about myself and, uh, you know, and, and you know, the, the people who listen to this, you know, uh, I'm, I just, I'm looking for other people to fellowship with that are, uh, you know, that are into the world like I am, because uh, from my experience, uh, we are few and far between, and, uh what I understand, the true the true church is uh, scattered at the moment, but uh, in the process of being generally gathered, and uh, you know, it's not not too far away. Whenever uh, God should be bringing the true church together, but uh, so anyway, uh, that's that's the reason I'm doing this. I'm I'm trying to trying to find some real, you know, uh, fruitful and and deep fellowship in the Word uh, with other people who are you know genuinely intrigued by it and interested in it and, uh, and have come to love it as I have. Um, so anyway, um, so just a little bit about myself. Um, I, you know, I was raised in a Catholic church, but never really learned anything from it. Um, did my first communion confirmation, all that. And then from the age of about 16 on, you know, that we, even my parents had stopped going. So that, you know, Really, the only thing I had learned the uh, my years going to that church was that you know uh, supposedly there was a man named uh, Jesus that uh, was put on a cross for me and yeah, you know, but I didn't know any of the information. I didn't really know any of the deeper knowledge surrounding that. Um, so, uh, you know, and I, I was kind of a wild child as a kid and class clown type and you know I was always getting in trouble and I got got into the wrong things at a real young age and and you know ended up uh, getting in trouble with the law and um, you know and then once I, I made adulthood I was uh, you know in and out of jail and uh, one of the, the it was like the second time I ever went to county jail and I had to do a pretty significant amount of time um, I, I didn't, I wasn't one of the, your, the typical, um, Bible thumper, you know, people that turn into that whenever they get locked up. Like, you know, it's like, as soon as they get locked up, oh, they, you know, they pick up the Bible and, you know, I, I guess a lot of them just kind of used to hide behind in there, but, uh, it wasn't really like that for me. I like, I didn't even, I didn't even pick it up or I didn't even touch it for probably about, you know, two or three months, the first two or three months that I was there. And then. It was just I don't know like the all the books that they had and they were boring and 
I don't know. I just decided one day that uh, you know it would probably be the because I, I knew I knew that there was a lot of good wisdom and good insight in it, and so um, I was like, you know, I mean, it's probably the best best thing I can do with my time while I'm in here. So uh, you know, I just started reading it and read a good chunk of it and and was you know was learning it and uh, I don't know. I, I need I don't need to go into this much detail. I mean, long story short, I ran across a book by a man by the name of Herbert W. Armstrong. It was called Mystery of the Ages. And uh, I read it, and it, it immediately grabbed me. And it immediately intrigued me because it answered a whole lot of questions that no other Christian literature could. And uh, so, but I read it that first time, and, and I ended up getting out. I hadn't really gotten really into it that much and got out and, you know, it's still, it's still living in the same area. I had the same friends, so go back I end up getting you know starting the same old stuff and I get get in trouble again and so long story short man I end up in and out of jail but the whole the whole time whenever I would get locked up and you know sometimes it was for a year at a time and nine months here and and uh, you know but every time I each time I got locked up I would like you know study the word intensely and uh so I was like you know God was planting seeds and, and I was learning a lot um but it, it, like, even though the that uh, Mr. Armstrong's writings, because I eventually, I eventually ended up getting a bunch of his books, and even though his books made it real as far as my comprehension, nothing really in life had really happened to really make it real to me, and uh, um, and that that all changed whenever I I, I turned thirty, um, and I you know I had some quite interesting uh, spiritual experiences where, you know, when I had a vision that lasted for three days and um, just, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go into that right now because it's, it's, it's some, it's some pretty intense things that uh, I don't know. It's just not, it's not, not for uh, just, you know, general discussion, but, uh, but anyway, anyway, so, um, you know, I started, I started, uh, trying to really, you know, really spend a lot of my time, even whenever I was out of jail, trying to locate the church, you know, trying to find where the true church was, uh, these days. And, uh, I ended up, you know, learning from the Mr. Armstrong's literature that, uh, after he passed away in 1986, the, um, his successors of the worldwide church, uh, were basically wolves just, you know, waiting to move in once he passed away and uh i mean you could i mean he knew it he knew it whenever he was on his deathbed he made comments that he he knew that um the church was going to suffer a spiritual attack as soon as it, you know as soon as he passed away and he was right and um the worldwide church and the original members that were there under mr armstrong uh ended up being scattered and uh now from what i understand it's the 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 church is pretty much scattered once again all all over the world and uh but there's supposed to be a gathering taking place if you understand prophecy and all that so but i've basically been alone um you know i've kind of been in a spiritual desert uh for the last 15 years since i began to be awoke and uh i guess uh i'm just that's the reason i'm doing this podcast is i'm i want to see if uh i can you know, locate some people who are truly, you know, in, in the scripture for real, because not because of any impure or false motive, but in it because they truly love 
the truth and love Jesus and, uh, you know, are, are, are really seriously waiting for his return. And so, um, I guess with that being said, I guess just for this, uh, for this first podcast, um, the topic, the topic that I'm going to discuss, um, I've called, I've called the, the internet, the internet and the deceiver. And it's just, um, it's just about how the, basically, um, what I've realized, uh, here over the last couple months from, you know, watching so much different stuff on the internet and, and really, I mean, you there's so much stuff, man. People claim to be truthers and, and, um, you know, all, all these different videos of people claiming to be truth seekers and claiming to, claiming to be, uh, prophets that, you know, they have dreams and, and all that. And I mean, all of it is, I mean, 99.9% of it is BS, man. It's deception. Um, they don't even, they don't even, um, when they try to explain prophecy, like they, they claim that they're a prophet, but then whenever they try to explain that the prophecies that were already written in the Bible, they, they're like so far from the, 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 from rightly interpreting them, it's ridiculous. So I don't know, it just kind of, uh, it just kind of dawned on me that, um, you know, we know that, um, we know that God is, uh, the most high is omniscient, you know, which means all knowing, you know, and it says, it says in Acts that, you know, he, he, God, you know, the, 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 the universe can't contain him, that, that God, the true God and father of the universe is, is, you know, he's omniscient and he's omnipresent. So he's everywhere and, um, and, and all knowing, well, we know that the, the God of this world, the one that who temporarily currently sits on the throne is not omniscient. He's a created being. Um, and what I've realized is that the internet, it, it's serving the adversary two main purposes. And okay. The first, first and foremost purpose is, is it's his attempt at becoming omniscient as, as the father is. Um, you know, if you think about it, like all these companies, these high, these, these, you know, multi-billion dollar tech companies, they, that like, what are they doing? What are they, what are they ultimately doing? They're, they're trying to gather information. That's the, that's the main underlying ultimate objective of these, of these corporations is just gathering all the information on everybody and everything that they can, you know? And so it's basically, that's what the internet's become is it's just become this, you know, this massive, uh, information archive and, and it's, it's what it it is, is it's the, it's the, the God of this world, his attempt at making himself omniscient as, as the, as the most high is. And, uh, then the, uh, the second, the second, uh, I guess kind of like a, uh, just kind of like a consequential, uh, uh, objective with the internet is that it, it then becomes because you know knowledge knowledge isn't truly knowledge unless it's true unless it's the truth you know I mean any anything aside from the truth is just you know it's nothing you know it's just deception and so it's 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 becoming a basically the number his number one tool for 
putting forth deception and perpetuating deception. And um, so, I mean, it's it's actually, you know, you know, people call it the information highway and all that, but, you know, the way, way, there's way more f- false and, and untruths on there than there is truth. So, you know, it becomes, it becomes a, becomes a tremendous weapon for deception. Um, and, you know, another thing that came to mind is whenever, whenever I was watching, you know, some of the channels I used to subscribe to, man, were, you know, it was these people that, you know, they, they read scripture and they, they claimed to be truth seekers and, you know, they, they were, uh, you know, <laughs> their, their head was way more puffed up than, you know, how grounded they actually were in the word and how much they really knew. And, um, uh, there's this one guy, I'm not going to say any names, but there's this one guy and like, it's like, you can tell all he does. He spends his entire life, his entire existence sitting at that computer, surfing the internet, looking up different videos and putting them together, you know, and to, in order to make his videos and, and, and it just, it, while I was watching one of his uh, shows one day, it dawned on me. It's like, you know what? Like, you know, going along with the idea that the internet is, is becoming the number one tool of deception. People, and, and this goes for almost everybody, especially in this country, people do not get their concept and their perspective of reality from actual reality anymore everybody everybody's uh, uh concept and everybody's perspective of reality is is you know 95 percent is coming from things that they've seen or heard or read on a screen and when you think about that that's whenever it hits about how how diabolical of a tool the internet is as far as putting forth and perpetuating deception and, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, you know, I understand, I understand we're nearing the end and I, I understand that there's some, there's some, you know, pretty diabolical people out there and, and, and some pretty crazy stuff going on, but, you know, they, with, with CGI these days and, and stuff that they do, they can, they can literally make a video with anything you can think of and make it look as real as if you were right there, you know? So, I mean, any, anything, you can't just... You really, especially as we go farther and farther into the future and, and the deception gets more intense and more complex, you can't, you, you know, you can't just believe everything you read, see, or hear on a screen. I mean, actually, you probably can't believe about 95% of it. And uh, so, you know, it's just that that's that's one way that the world is becoming extremely deluded and and deceived and just further and further and further from the grasping, uh, you know, reality as it actually is. And, um, so, you know, uh, three, three just quick verses I had that apply to this topic is, um, you know, Christ in Matthew nine twenty nine, Christ said, as you believe, so be it unto you, you know, it, the, the as far as each of us personally, the things that we believe, that we come to believe, and, and to the point when I say believe, I mean something that you have internalized and you've gone ahead and set in your heart as something that you believe as factual truth. Those type of beliefs are what form our 
individual perception of reality. And so due to that, it's, it's basically the spiritual war becomes, you know, it's whatever the adversary can get you to believe, you know, if, and, and he, he succeeds at his ultimate objective to kill, steal and destroy. If he can deceive you into believing untruths, things that aren't the truth, because salvation comes through the belief of the truth. And, uh, so, you know, as you believe, so be it unto you. So if he can get in your mind and, you know, you're not seeking, you're not, you're not getting your perspective of reality from actual reality and from the word, the only true history book, because it was inspired by the, uh, the most high. It's the only really true valid source of history that's out there. Every other, every other history book is going to be in some way be biased according to whoever wrote it, you know, what their uh, predispositions are. And, uh, so, um, so, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's whatever, whatever the adversary can get you to believe because Christ said, as you believe, so be it unto you. And then, uh, in second Thessalonians two, 10 through 12, it talks about how, um, you know, it's talking about the lawless one and it's saying that, um, you know, that, that because people refused the truth, you know, whenever, in, in going throughout their life, whenever they came into contact with people who were putting forth the truth to them and they chose to reject it and they did not receive the love of the truth that, uh, you know, eventually after rejecting that truth for so long that, that God said that he was going to send them strong delusion in order. And what that means is that whatever lies that they chose to believe over the truth, basically God was going to hand them over to them and basically, and allow the devil to send even more, uh, basically more things into their life to seem to support the beliefs that they chose over the truth in order to make those, those, uh, you know, in order to perpetuate the false beliefs that they, they clung to instead of receiving the truth. And, um, uh, so yeah, so, I mean, and I mean, you can see that all, I mean, I could turn on the TV for five minutes and see a hundred examples of, this this strong delusion that is being sent forth to people that have rejected the truth. There's there are very 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 few, uh, very small percentage of human beings out there that have even somewhat of a uh, of a of a even somewhat at all of a grasp on true reality. You know, I mean most most people don't even they have no clue that there's even a spiritual war going on because they just don't they choose not to believe in that stuff but just because they don't believe it doesn't mean it's not the truth and uh you know i mean as 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 corrupted and twisted as this world has gotten especially how it's been increasing such uh in an exponential rate over like the last 5 years um for for anybody that the fact that there's some type of evil force at work in the world for anybody who is so blind as to not be able to see that and admit that, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't think if the devil himself, uh, you know, actually in the stereotypical form, uh, suddenly appeared in front of them, I don't think they'd believe it, but, uh, um, you know, so, uh, just, it's just most people are they're 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 being sent that strong delusion and whatever falsities that they've chosen to believe over the truth, you know those beliefs are being perpetuated and intensified and uh, I feel bad for them. But uh, 
Um, and then the, the, okay, so the last one is, the last one is Isaiah 66, 3 and 4. And God says, going right along with, you know, the last verse, God says, because, because when I called and none did answer, and they, and instead chose, they chose their abominations, it says, so I will choose their fears and, or no, I'll choose their delusions and bring their fears upon them. So, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with Second Thessalonians that, uh, you know, what people, you know, they reject any type of notion of the truth whenever it, it happens to be set before them and they choose to cling on to these, these other, you know, lies rather than the truth. So it's, you know, that's just another verse saying that, but it, that one's a little bit more intense of a warning at where, you know, could, like, for instance, I'll give you an example. One, one of the big delusions that's going to be, um, you know, seemingly manifested as real, but people are just going to misinterpret it, um, is, you know, the big, the biggest and most general one is UFOs and aliens. You know, people, uh, you know, if any, anybody who's been doing any type of seeking at all, we know, we know what that is, you know, and, um, but, uh, uh, you know, most people that, you know, they haven't been seeking the truth and they don't, they don't know what that is. So they'll be completely fooled by it and think that it is actually what it appears to be. And, uh, so that's just one example, you know, um, but that's probably the, that's probably the most, the, the broadest example for as far as, uh, having the most people that subscribe to it. Um, so, and then I guess, I guess just to finish up, just to finish up this one, I'm just going to read a, uh, I've written a couple books and booklets and, uh, so I'm just, I'm just going to read, uh, an introduction to one that was, that's called the weight, the truth and the life. And, uh, it just kind of goes hand in hand with the topic and what I've been talking about. And, uh, the, it starts out, I quote two verses, uh, Jeremiah nine, three, and it says, they are not valiant for the truth upon the earth, and they know not me, saith the Lord. That's Jeremiah 9, 3. And then 1 Enoch uh, chapter 100, verse 6, says, And the wise will seek the truth, and they and their sons will understand the words of this book. And so I just say, I say, uh, when people are comfortable in life, they tend to only believe what they want to believe, or what continues to make them feel comfortable. In this way, they subconsciously resist the truth because until one has been fully awoken to the truth, hearing it will always invade their comfort zone. When someone really receives the truth, it forces them to change, and most people simply are not truly interested in changing. Why would they be? They're comfortable, remember? This is the reason God uses what the Bible calls fire to force people to wake up. Fire is symbolic of trial, tribulation, and suffering. The idea is that most people will be much more receptive to truth during a time when they are forced out of their comfort zone. In a sense of desperation to better their circumstances, they will, they will be much more willing to take time to seriously consider things that may have previously been dismissed without any real thought. Over the last 14 years since the fire of my awakening began, I've talked with upwards of in the thousands of professing Christians from many different demographics, people from the, the ghetto or hood as they call it, all the way up to people of upper classes with seemingly extensive education. What I've found is that the mass majority of people profess Christianity on false pretenses, not ever having truly understand, not ever having truly understood what real Christianity even is, 
because they have never really earnestly sought to understand what it is. And the very few I've come across that really do know and understand have severe fire of trial and tribulation and sufferings prior to this fire. They were not at all concerned with God and truth. The point I'm trying to make here is this. For us to, tr to be truly awakened to the truth, we have to prove to ourselves that truth even exists. And this is something that cannot be done by simply taking another person's word for it, which is all that 99% of professing Christians have done. Most know and understand very little of what is actually written within the pages of Scripture. Since it is impossible for one to believe something which they have not first understood, if one doesn't have at least somewhat of an extensive knowledge of the Bible, he or she cannot possibly truly believe it is true. A true Christian absolutely must study to show thyself approved unto God, 2 Timothy 2.15. But it, but it seems the Christianity of today's world has been reduced to nothing more than an audible proclaiming of one single verse, Romans 10.9, with none of the knowledge necessary for one to even be able to truly believe the proclamation. And an hour on Sunday spent listening to someone say a bunch of feel-good, warm and fuzzy things, which contains almost none of what is actually written within the pages of the Bible. This form of Christianity has lulled people to sleep by only highlighting the mercy and grace aspects of God's character. The end result is no one really seeks the truth of God because there is no fear of the Lord in the land. And therefore, the most important dimension of knowledge has long ago been lost. Almost no one knows the ultimate purpose of man's existence because no one really cares to know. Until a person takes it upon himself to prove to themselves that there is an absolute truth surrounding our existence, and that that absolute truth is revealed from and by God through a pure-hearted search and study of the Holy Bible, they remain, they remain asleep to actual reality and are what Christ referred to as dead while they walk. And then I quote John 8, 31-32, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So I said, so overcoming Satan is awakening to the absolute truth which, when fully realized, brings about real life. Until this awakening takes place, human beings are simply groping around hopelessly in spiritual darkness with no clue whatsoever where they are going. One of the first things we learn about our existence in this flesh is that it will one day end. When we go about our lives content to simply not know what comes next because we've accepted one of the devil's most commonly accepted lies that there are no true answers, then we have also simply just laid down in front of the lion while we wait to be devoured. Regardless of the macho fronts that men attempt to portray in the moment, if they are void of understanding of truth in this age where our Heavenly Father has made His precious Word the single most available manuscript out there, especially in this country, then they are truly very weak, content to sacrifice what is good and right for the much easier road of simply going with the crowd and fulfilling their own selfish desires. Regardless of what their lips might claim, they do not think in terms of what is good for the whole of society, nor do they really care. And that's the, that, that was just, that's the introduction to it. It's a, it's a whole paper and I'm, I'm working on a book now, but, uh, yeah, anyway, man, that's, uh, I guess that'll do it for this first one, man. This is just kind of a test run. Like I said, man, my name is John and, uh, uh I hope that, uh, you know, I, you know, touch somebody or I hope God touched somebody, uh, out there through, you know, touches somebody out there through this and, uh, you know, it, it, they learn something and I don't know, maybe 
maybe it'll uh, end up inspiring a friendship and a fellowship, man. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some some quality spiritual fellowship, man, with people, other people that are like minded, and uh, you know, any any who are any and you know, this probably goes without saying to to any who are like minded, but you know, there were few and far between, man. There there ain't many. There ain't many that really really give you know a, a crud about the truth and reality and you know it's it's just it, it's sad man it's sad it's disheartening but uh all right man well uh god bless y'all and uh i hope you enjoyed peace out oh hey what's going on